You are the man now, dog. 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 Well, Chaim, welcome to the Happy Hour podcast. Big ups to Tim Blaine for the theme song you just heard. I'm here with my gorgeous co-hosts. I'm feeling fresh. I'm feeling loose. I'm feeling funky. It's me and it's Ryan Rosenberg. Hello, Ryan. Hello, Dan. Fresh and funky Dan. I love it. That's right. I feel great. And Victoria Longwell. Hi, Victoria. Hello, Dan. And, Fresh and funky Dan is my favorite. Oh, wow. Thank you to you both. I'd prefer to just, you know, you guys like me however I show up, obviously. And that's a little tough to hear. Um, <laughs> well, why but, didn't we just say we like how you are? Yeah. Why is that what tough I'm to saying hear? Is, uh, um, so thank you, you for like now, but favorite? chagrins for all the other times. Yeah, yeah. Too, much to my chagrin. Oh, my God. Um, of course, we're all out there in Radio Land wondering where Talia Tabin is. And we'll just tell you right now, she is a pregnant woman and couldn't do this episode because of uh, all everything that comes with that. She couldn't mm-hmm. sit down for a podcast. That's right. She's been standing uh, for weeks. Yes. And we said, you have to sit to do the pod. And she said, no. Uh-uh. Um, but we're excited to, I don't know. What do we think? Is she going to do the podcast with a month old or a two month old? <laughs> it's That's a good yeah. question. I think so. I think Tim will take a turn. Yeah. My, my wonder is you do that thing where it's like, you did this recently, Ryan, and I related to it. Is someone asked if we could do a show on a certain night, and you were like, "My flight gets in that afternoon, so probably." Right. And it's like you, you're not really thinking of the, of Ryan on that day, no. or for me, Dan on that day, which is like I'm going to want to get off that flight, go home, and totally. eat in and out, and go to sleep. Totally. And the last thing I want to do is an Indian improv show. Well, I just wanted to give a warning. I my intention now totally. is to do the show, but totally. we all know what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. I think that thing. That's what I'm maybe imagining is Talia is like. Of course, I don't want to miss out on happy hours. Mm-hmm. But once the time comes, it's like if Tim <laughs> right. can spend some time with the baby. I'm going to sleep. I'm going to sleep improv. for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, but and you mothers out there, let us know if you were looking forward to doing improv immediately after giving birth <laughs> or how that works. <laughs> Victoria, how have you been? What's new in your world? I've been good. Um, not a lot new. Uh, I did mention this before we started, but I did go to the Grand Canyon first time I saw it. Gord- oh, it was the first time? First time. What was your initial reaction? You know what? Uh, I did cry. Uh, <gasps> wow. And just uh, like a nerd, but... I tried to keep my eyes down like while nerd. we were walking. What are you like about? A nerd. It's grand. It's grandiose. Can we talk about how it's confusing to your brain when you see it? Yeah. What oh, was? Yeah. What were you? Was it kind of overwhelming when you saw it? What yeah, was I think yeah. so. And I think um, so. I tried to walk up with my eyes down, uh, and so that I could like look up and oh, get the cool. full extent of it in my first, you know, I love that gaze. Um, and it really did. Then we just spent the day like driving to different viewpoints and you do 
get more of a perspective on it. Cause at first it's just like, I'm just looking at this huge thing mm-hmm. that I can't, I don't totally even comprehend. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and it was very good. Would you say, how, how do you experience that once the first thing hits? Is it like, well, let's keep looking at the Canyon <laughs> because that's where I get a little weird as I'm like, I think, uh oh, you get I it. I get it. Yeah, yeah. And I don't like hike. As we all know, the Grand Canyon hike starts high, yes. so it's a hike that ends worse than it starts as far as difficulty because you got to go uphill. And so I'm not doing that hike. So you just hike down and then back up. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and there's like puke warnings all along it, right? Like this will can it, it's very hard, and you might throw up. Yeah. Um, I, I didn't want to launch straight into this story, but I have puked in the Grand Canyon. Have you really? Yes. There you go, Mr. Because you did the hike? Well, I don't know how much of a hike it was, but I was maybe four years old. Aww. And I was walking by myself, and my dad had a brand new video camera. This is like a classic <laughs> Rosenberg story. You know what I mean? This is like, I've probably told this 20,000 times. It almost makes me <laughs> want to puke again telling you. <laughs> but my dad had just gotten a big new like Minolta video camera that like sort of is like not on the shoulder, but that big. It's like huge. It was in the 80s, you know? Mm. And I'm walking down the path with a walking stick and my dad is just going, well, here comes the big guy to my sister and you can hear it on the tape. <laughs> and then I stop and I'm wearing huge sunglasses and I just stop and and sort of cough and then throw up right in the middle of the trail and I'm walking downhill. So it wasn't. I had a very sensitive stomach growing up, so I think I must have just, like, uh. eaten three donuts or so. You know, like, I had a sensitive stomach and I would seemed like I could eat a lot. So my parents would go, okay, you know, go ahead. So I have multiple stories of just eating too much and throwing up like 30 minutes later. But the video, it's an all-time classic because my oh sister my starts God. freaking out and goes like, what happened? What happened? And he's just like, I, I, I don't know. And keeps filming. And my mom says she can't watch it because like it's funny but it's also uh. on the edge of the grand canyon you know what i mean like <laughs> i'm a 4 year old throwing up alone on a trail and nobody comes and gets me a little bit it's pretty oh. funny though i think but, it's really funny just the thought funny. of cuz i'm picturing it from like me seeing a kid at a national park and being like oh mm-hmm. look at that cute kid in their sunglasses and then all of a sudden them 100%. just puking totally Ugh. Wow. Totally yeah. Right. And here comes the big guy. What a great quote to have. Yeah. Right, before right before a puke. It was oh, like a yeah. setup punchline. It was just, it's a perfect video. <laughs> I am about to kill a spider right now. Uh, oh my God. The killing of a sacred spider. I know. Oh and I feel God. bad about it. I'd love to not do it. I did just put a shoe print on the wall. Uh, <laughs> did I get it? Uh-oh. Oh God. Now he's pissed. What if we saw Victoria get bitten and turn into spider? Woman, right here. Can you imagine if superheroes got caught on a podcast in there (laughs) when it all started? That should be a new one. You know what I mean? A new one. They're doing a Zoom podcast, and someone gets a super. (laughs) Now, what are we talking here? Just a daddy long legs, or like one that looked threatening? No, it was like pretty big. And, uh, you know, like the big but sort of fatter ones. Oh, yeah. Fat's got to go. And unfortunately, it was coming toward me. Yeah. So. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. I I recently um got the bike, you know, back on track. Oh. I haven't ridden my bike mm. in a year and was cleaning off all the cobwebs and so, and stuff and there was a big boy spider and I tried to kill it and it fell right into the dirt and it was like, "Oh, you're we're in your territory now." Like Right. I I had my that, that's like the scariest part about that spider kill is you get one and then the spider is the hunter. <laughs> like if you miss the first one, you immediately are on the defensive. And then you crab walk out of there. You go on all fours and carry away. Crab walk and out of there and the get role. John. Yeah. Yeah. And get John. John, take your shot. My shot's over. Uh, that's really true. It does. You're adv- you only have advantage on that first one. You're yeah. Right. Yeah. Um. Yeah, well, this was a hit and fall to the ground, mm. and luckily it didn't crawl. And I'm sorry, I feel bad killing the spider, and now it's I'm okay. describing it. But it's okay. Let's go back to the Grand Canyon. Did you do any activities, or do you just sort of look at it? Yeah, after uh, you took in the beauty of nature, did you consider killing other of God's creatures, <laughs> or did you kill any burrows? <gasps> no. Did you I see could some? never kill a burrow. I could. I could never kill a burrow. <laughs> Did you uh, see any? Did they have the old no. burrow down there? No. No, I didn't see a burrow and I didn't. I was, I, I also, what I really wanted to see was, you know, a bighorn sheep. Mm. Didn't see any of that either. Interesting. And, you know, they love those rocks. Maybe it's just the canyon now. Not, yeah. not so grand anymore. Oh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, we just truly, we like got out our little national park guidebook. And went to the paragraph that said Grand Canyon in a day. Mm. Went to every viewpoint they said to go to. Uh, went into like a couple little, there was like a one tower you can go into, like an outlook. Went into a couple stores. Went to the hotel in the middle, had a drink. Hello. At Dan's suggestion. Hello. Hi, and then we doing? And then we walked that rim trail. Hmm. Um, and did you stop at the, um, like 30 minutes before you get there an hour, the weird Flintstones theme park? No, no, you didn't miss much, but it is a funny <laughs> little stop. It's a funny little stop. Cause there's like a huge stegosaurus slide. It's like one of those things that's like, I don't know what the story is behind it, but it's clear that there's one that you would watch a documentary and it would be like, this is interesting. Oh, it just got sad. You know, like oh, the owners no, are probably yeah. some sort of weirdos. Right. Yeah. Um, but uh, maybe not. Maybe they just love the Flintstones. <laughs> maybe that's it. That's <laughs> maybe that's it. It's either that they like the Flintstones or there's some crazy perverted thing going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah crazy perverted. perverted thing. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Definitely perverted. So uh, if someone now, if I was like, Victoria, I forgot the last time I went to the Grand Canyon, what I even did. I'm passing through. Uh-huh. What do I do? Oh, well, I guess we went to, it was like Grand View or something was the first mm. lookout we went to. And I, that seemed to me like the place to go. Okay. Okay. Grand View. Yeah. Grand View. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's it. And then I would say, do it, hit a little bit of that rim trail. Rim trail was nice. And that, is that what it sounds like? You walk around the upper rim. Mm-hmm. Lovely. Yeah. And and this is so this is on the southern side of the canyon, the south rim, uh, the Pacific Rim. Mm-hmm. Uh, and mm-hmm. 
I don't think it's called that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> and there was snow while we were there. Ooh, nice. Actually it's falling crazy. or just no, on the ground? Just on the ground. So I didn't mean to we, minimize. Well, okay. <laughs> I did. I know. I did. Call me when we get snowfall. Yeah, yeah, whatever, whatever. No right. big horns, oh, no okay. snowfall. All right, this is more of a hill that you went to, it sounds uh, like. Yep. Okay, uh, I see. I think I've maybe told this story before, but I remember having the realization of the Grand Canyon because there's a lot of people watching, and it's like a specific sort, I would say, that goes to Grand Canyon. It's a lot of, like, really white bread American families, it feels mm-hmm. like. Uh, at least, and then, you know, uh, what as far as families go. And I remember seeing multiple kids where I was like, I really hope this kid finds comedy later because Aww. they were these like, you know, it's like these little kids and they're like shorts and they're like, you know, like tour guide vest and little hats and looking at Aww. the map and like huge thick glasses, like with their parents during spring break. And it's like, Oh, you are such a nerd. And it's going to be hard for a while, but I hope you find an outlet. I yeah. love them. So cute. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, sweet of you, Dan. That is sweet of you, Dan. I'm also bullying those kids. So. <laughs> yeah, a little bit of both. Oh, you're such a loser right now. I hope you get cool like I did. I'm cool, right? I'm cool. Uh, I've, I'm one of those nerdy people at the parks. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So there you go. I would have. Honestly, giving you a huge wedgie if I saw you crying over there. Oh no, Dan! I don't care <laughs> no. who. I don't care what's going on. You can't give girls wedgies. <laughs> uh, it doesn't work. You can't. Yeah, well, I guess if you're no, not, oh, not because I'm gonna... against it. It doesn't work. <laughs> oh, you don't think a girl can have a wedgie? Underwear is too thin. Too thin. <laughs> doesn't hold up. No, it, it just tears right away. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you from experience. I've gotten five wedgies, <laughs> five ruined pairs of underwear. Hi, how you doing? Hi. Uh, Hi. I, I obviously look a little out of place here. I'm trying to find a little gift for my uh, partner. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Did you have something specific in mind? Um, well, I'm looking kind of through the bottoms underwears. Mm-hmm. And um, um, <laughs> I'm looking for something just with like a little more thickness to it. A little more... Oh. Um, I guess like okay. cotton or uh, yeah. Sure, yeah. Well, we do have some, you know, one hundred percent cotton panties. If you'd like to look at those, great. Yeah, and that's yeah. the word for it. I'm sorry, I'm so uncomfortable. I just want to. You sure. can call them bottoms if you'd like to call them bottoms. Okay. Uh, uh, and don't be uncomfortable. I mean, I'm not weird. Yeah, I'm not. I weird. don't think I'm you're not, weird. I mean, like around you, I'm not weird. <laughs> um i i don't i'm not saying you're weird okay well look it's right they're right over here and okay. it's five for thirty dollars so and we got lots of different patterns cool um yeah do, do, do you is there one that you have on display that kind of for a stress test or like a, <laughs> a stress test yeah or maybe i'll just buy one and i'll do a stress test out outside the store or something like that i let me be frank with you, if I may. Uh, okay. My partner and I, we're funny together. And um, I, I was kind of, you know, we do little pranks on each other sometimes, just funny little things. And every time I've tried to give her a wedgie, her bottoms have ripped. Too thin, too weak. Very sexy. Don't get me wrong. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> okay. 
okay. I'm sorry. I feel like I'm making you uncomfortable. I'm sorry. Well, I should have just, I'm sorry. No, no, no. Listen, um, you know, this is a lingerie store. We, we, we get a wide range of questions. It's okay. I want you to feel comfortable. Um, I don't know. I don't. I don't have anything for you to stress test. I don't okay. know how we would stress test this. I've never heard stress test applied <laughs> to underwear before. Oh, really? Um, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm sorry. I, and you know, normally wedgies are to be avoided. So, uh, right. Yeah. Right. That, well, that's yeah. that's why it makes it funny when we do them to each other. Is and she's gotten me good. Don't get me wrong. She got me very good a couple sure. days ago. And oh. uh, so I'm just well. I, I'm sorry to ask this. And you tell me if the, I'm crossing a boundary here. Mm-hmm. If I put one of these on, I'll pay for it. Would you mind performing a wedgie on okay, me? Okay, and strength. <laughs> okay. Um, yes, I would mind Great. performing a wedgie on you. Absolutely. I could do one on you. I just thought no, that would be uh, worse for you. It would hurt. And, you know. Uh, uh, Sir, and I am sorry, but now I am just going to have to say this seems like something between you and your partner. And if you'd like <sighs> to buy some underwear, I can help you with that. But that's that's about where my assistance okay. well, ends. What was your name? Victoria. Thank you, Victoria. I'm so sorry. I feel like incredibly embarrassed here. No, I just, no, no, no. I don't want you we to be really, uh, Like I love her so much. And it's just like this one thing that, you know, it's so funny with us. She can wedge me whenever she wants. I just don't have my version of that with her, you know. Okay. Um, ugh, but okay. yeah, it's fine. Listen. I'll 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 check Target. Thank you. Oh, okay. Or sorry, were you gonna? Well, sorry. I was gonna say no. I just I I feel a little bad. Uh, this is what I could offer. If you want, there's nobody in the dressing room right now. You can take a pair and and I don't know wedgie yourself. Really in private. Yeah, sure. Okay, yeah. Yeah, all right. Thank you. I'll pay for them. I, great. And I'm yes. clean. I showered this morning and stuff. Well, so you should like, leave your underwear on. That is a, that is a, that is a bit of a rule of trying on underwear. It's not going to work that way because <laughs> it's, I'm testing the wedgie. You understand? So if I have my undies on, <laughs> it's not going to work that way. <laughs> Um, I'm sorry. It's, I know no. you're being kind, but I also have to tell you, I would be wasting both of our time. Well, you know what? You know what? You're buying them. Uh, so I okay. actually. Yeah, that's right. Hello, sir. Dude. Welcome to the Gold's Gym at the mall. Uh, what can I do for you? Hey, how you doing? Um, I'm doing well. How are you? Good. Thank you. Good. I um, Are you a member? Well, no, but I'm curious about the facilities, obviously. And, okay. um I noticed you have a very... Can, can I be absolutely frank with you right now? Absolutely. This is Gold's. Oh, good. I noticed you have a very sturdy lower half. Sure, yeah. I, I hit legs three times a week. Okay, great. Do, would you mind? I, I My partner and I, we prank each other. Oh, okay, that's cool. Yeah, it, you know, wedgies. Uh, she The other day, she said I had a phone call, and instead of giving me the phone, she wet-willied me. <laughs> That's really cool. You guys sound like you have a fun relationship. It's really fun. I love her. Yeah. I love her. And I'm just looking to get her back. But the problem is... yank on these underwear? See if they're strong enough? Yes. That's exactly right. Yeah, um, no problem. Uh, the other option is, what I'm worried about is you're so much stronger than me arms-wise. Can I yank them on you? 
and see if you know this is like testing uh extreme weather testing yeah if they don't rip on you i know they won't rip on my partner who right. i love. well technically you don't have any involvement with cold's gym no i so, don't i don't yeah uh i don't really know that my manager would be happy with me working for you right now since you don't buy anything yeah. however Okay. Um, I am in memberships, and if you wanted to sign up for a year, I'd be happy to let you crank some wedgies on me. Really? Maybe that can be your first workout. That's, man, that is so nice of you to offer. That's really awesome. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. I'm not going to waste the money on a year because I just know I won't use it, but maybe you and I can come to maybe an off-the-clock agreement here where maybe okay. when you're not working, um, we can meet in an alley or even somewhere normal, I guess. <laughs> Well, hey, I get off at six. I'm happy to meet you in the loading dock downstairs. And just that's what I was imagining. Yeah, the loading dock. We can crank away on each other if you like. Great. (laughs) Great. And what would your price be for me to give you? I guess four full strength wedgies. Mm, Let's go twenty five per wedgie. And if the underwear breaks, (laughs) then it's it's free. That's awesome. That's a great deal. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Okay, cool. Well, then I'll see you at six at the loading dock. Great. Okay. Uh, excuse me. Do you have the keys to the forklift? Me? Yeah, yeah, I noticed you were operating the forklift when I parked yeah. earlier. Yeah. So what? Am I interrupting you? I'm sorry. If you're doing something important, I don't want to be a bother. That's okay. I'm just reading. It was my break, but uh, how can <laughs> I help What are you reading? The Tale of Two Cities. <laughs> oh, wow. Best of times, it was the worst of times. That's very good. Thank you. Well, it might. Well, I'm hoping you can give me the best of times. Okay. I am in love with my partner, and I'm stress testing some <laughs> underwear that I bought from the lingerie store so that I can wedgie her as hard as she wedged me. Well, damn, you clock out and you don't know what's going to happen on your break. And I got to tell you, this is strange, but I kind of like it. I'd love to hear it. I uh, I have a gentleman from Gold's Gym. You should see this guy. Uh, maybe you will. He is incredible, physically a specimen, and willing to do some stuff that I'm very excited about for a very affordable price. Excuse me? Well, I need to wedgie him with the cotton <laughs> to make sure it won't rip when I do it to my lovely, beautiful partner. And I'm realizing if I'm doing a full-strength stress test just to make sure the cotton won't rip, I can't do it with mine own arms. And I noticed you using the forklift. And I thought to myself, maybe I could lift with that. Wait, 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 wait. You want, you don't even want me to do the for. You want to use a forklift on a person's underwear? Well, yes. Hopefully my wife's underwear, if this all works out correctly. <laughs> The thing is, the thing is, the thing is, is I'm the only one who's allowed to drive the forklift. It's an insurance issue. I'm sure you understand. Absolutely. I would not want to get you in trouble with big insurance. I mean, they're trying to screw us left and right. We know that. (laughs) Well, let me talk to the Golds guy and just see if he's comfortable with you. Or do you know this guy I'm talking about at Golds? Really strong, really 
but it not in a rock way where it's like this is too much in like uh-huh. um and i know we shouldn't talk about him but like an army hammer way like a oh yeah no you shouldn't yeah 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 i do actually know who you're talking about in my mind i call him len i don't know that that's his name but when i see him i call him len oh he does you look like I mean? a len yeah um i i didn't catch his name which i hope won't be a problem later but um he's, you should ask his name he's helping you out i should have that was rude of me i'm a little discombobulated all right 605 at the loading dock i see we've got an extra participant here what's going on hey my what's guy first of all i got to apologize i never got your name oh yeah no worries it's glenn Whoa! <laughs> Scene. <laughs> I didn't think that'd be the button. I love it. Whoa! <laughs> oh man, I was pumped that it was Glenn. <laughs> Can you imagine being one letter off like I that? Know. Your imaginary really name. Good. Really good. Have you guys ever driven a forklift or been around a forklift? No. Have you? No. Okay. But I worked in a at a drugstore. <laughs> And in the back where all the storage is, they have a forklift to, like, go up on all the racks, you know, where all the stuff is. At the back of a store, there's a whole nother store. Wow. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't know if everybody knows this, if they haven't worked at a store before. There's a huge area behind the store that is almost as big as the store where they store all the crap that they eventually put out there. And they all got forklifts. So. I never got to drive it because you have to have like a real certification. But the guy who usually drives the forklift is usually also someone who likes to have fun at work. And so <laughs> in my experience, and so they'll like give you a ride on it or I've oh, stood fun. on the little peg as they drive around. <gasps> it is, they're pretty cool. And they're like really maneuverable. One time I did ride on the back of a tractor in like a tractor parade in my hometown mm. in Pennsylvania. I love that. that East was Pennsylvania, fun. West Pennsylvania. Central Pennsylvania. Central. Damn, way, way off. off both. Way off. <laughs> Wrong in every way you could be. And the tractor parade, did you like win like Miss Tractor or something like that? How do you get on no. the tractor parade now? Uh were my you friend? up for Miss Tractor and you lost? Ah, no, they wouldn't even consider me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, just my friend had a farm and a tractor and he asked me and another friend to ride on his tractor in this parade. Mm, nice. I like it. How was that experience? I would say it was pretty fun. Uh it does feel fun to ride on a thing that you wouldn't normally get to ride on. I know. What is that? Right? Like for some know. reason I don't I don't have fun driving my car, but get me in a no. golf cart and I'm like, woohoo! Oh. Slower and less <laughs> stuff. Yeah, baby. Yeah, I know. Uh, I think golf carts are the one they're so fun to drive. Totally. I th- I mean, it's it's wind in your hair partially, right? Do you That's think? exciting. Yeah, you're in a convertible it, you're in a automatically. Convertible practically, yeah. Yeah. But I think it's also like as a kid, you always wanted to drive one and just getting to you're like, OK, uh, it came true a little bit. Yeah. There, yeah. It's it's funny how much we like romanticize to kids certain like blue collar t- types of things that then society generally is like judgmental of later. Yeah. Like every kid I have known of loves garbage trucks. <laughs> yes. Uh, right, right. right. And it's like, oh, awesome. But then you never, like, encourage a kid to be, like, a municipal worker. Like a train conductor. Yeah. Right. 
That's true. And they do love that stuff. Yeah. I and feel, those are essential jobs. Absolutely. That's what I think. I feel like the older I get, I'm coming back to being interested in like actual how the world works stuff, like trains and how yes. buildings are built and how all this yes. stuff that is like, I don't know. I got a little interested in like media and what's cool. And like I watch a show on the Smithsonian Network <gasps> almost every day that is called Aerial America. <gasps> and it is just drone footage. The Little Mermaid? Oh. No, it's just, <laughs> I, I wish. It's, yeah, it's just a, it's a shitty show about a woman <laughs> who goes dressed up as Ariel to malls. <laughs> it wouldn't be bad. But it the show Ariel America, they just do like drone shots of like, it'll be like California today. And there's just a voiceover and drone footage. And that's it. And oh. it's just like, this river was originally <gasps> flowed strong, but then they added the dam to power the whole town. And it just sort of like gives you history lessons based yes. on the like natural, like this became a big city because of its advantageous port or whatever. Oh my gosh. And I find it so fascinating. That does, that sounds both fascinating mm -hmm. and gentle. It is yeah. gentle. That's why I like it because I'll usually put it on in the morning when I'm not ready for like a TV show, right. but I want, something on just sort of droning in the background to consume. Yeah. 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 Oh, I love, I love that. that. It's really nice. Smithsonian. Smithsonian. Well, yeah. We, we got to get you a kid. You're in full dad mode. <laughs> <I know. laughs> oh I my know. God. A kid would love that show. <laughs> I know. Well, it's probably too boring for a kid to be honest, but it's, it's pretty know. dry, There's, but it's cool. There is a lot of stuff that like that now where I find myself doing a thing that feels like a, a my dad would do or like a an, you would see like older generations do and not get as a kid mm -hmm. that you really can't explain. Like I, uh, uh, I was at a flea market and they had like old postcards mm. and I could have spent all day just looking at the old <laughs> postcards. And it's mm -hmm. like, like uh, they were specifically looking for, through ones like from Arizona to see if it would be like cool. a place adjacent to where my dad was in the 60s <gasps> and kind of like imagine that. And like it makes me think of so many times my dad would just drive somewhere in Tucson and kind of like drive past an area and stare at it kind of wistfully because mm. he was in Tucson in the 60s. And then again, when I was a kid in the 90s and it's like to me, it was just like all right, a little more time before we're home and I got to sit through this. But it right. was like oh. very meaningful to him, I think, mm -hmm. to just like revisit that. And I do that for, I did, I felt that way driving to UCB uh, a few days ago yes. and parking near there where it was like, right. oh yeah, I remember that. Totally. Same. Same. I, when I go home, I will often like drive by my schools. Yeah. By, like schools that I went to. Mm -hmm. And you get that, um, you almost have like a muscle memory of how you'd feel arriving at those places. Yeah. The oh. University of Arizona like theater building has a smell. <gasps> it like smells uh, a certain way. And I went in there like a few years ago now and was like, I remember the first time I walked into here and smelled oh this. And it was like gosh. such a time of like promise and hope and everything seems so like big, you know, like they had all these huge posters from all the shows they did. And mm. now I go in there and I'm like, Look at all these plays these college students are trying to put together. <laughs> right. You know, it's right. Yeah. Right. Uh, recently, I emailed my favorite college professor. Mm. <clears throat> 
because we used to message kind of frequently and then I got off Facebook. Uh, and anyway, we had a, we've had like some back and forths and he sent me, uh, some really nice emails. And I wrote to him in an email that I have the strongest nostalgia for thinking about college, like anything college related, particularly the theater department. And I was like, I can't believe I just like went to rehearsals and acting class all the time. (laughs) And that was my life. And then hung out with my friends. What a dream. What a dream. It's never just been... went into a room and writhed around on the floor for an hour. <laughs> yeah, and truly. Like... Right, right. <laughs> Confess things in gibberish as an exercise. <laughs> <laughs> that is so fun. Like college, now that I'm out of it, seems so silly. You know what I mean? Like mm. even the parts that were really cool, I still, I felt so mature back then. And now yeah. I feel like I was such a kid still. You know what I mean? Such a little baby. Yeah. I did this one exercise in a directing class that I took where you have to get actors. I was in like the film program. You had to get Mm -hmm. actors from the acting program to -hmm. come and be directed in a scene that you do live in class. So there's no shooting of anything involved. You just like find actors and rehearse a scene with them and then they do it in front of the class you're in during class. And mine was about this... Some weird scene between two people and he talks all the guy talks to the girl all about this orange and how their their relationship is like the orange and all this stuff. And then at the end, he throws it on the ground and stomps on it and like smashes it and whatever. And I was like, I don't know, it seems cool, whatever. I didn't know what to do. <laughs> so I had them do that in the thing, but I just didn't think like Oh, well, now this classroom is disgustingly covered in orange. (laughs) And like, I, I, I made no plan as to like clean it up or tell anybody. And then my professor was like, well, that was cool. What are we going to do now? (laughs) Because then the next, the next group started to go and their feet were just like sticking to the, like, (laughs) (laughs) and we were trying to wipe it down all the stuff, but it was just like, oh yeah, that totally should have been in my contingency. Like I should have brought a towel. (laughs) We did, but it's, we are so, you'd never done it before. How could I have seen it coming? You know, (laughs) how could I have seen it coming? Oh. All right, everybody. Um, well, I'm very excited to see all the scenes today, and I, uh, I'm really excited to just uh, create a space where we can honor the material and feel absolutely safe to fail. I just want everyone to to know that today is that it, it's not about doing it right; it's just about taking a chance. Wow. I am noticing a pretty great. That's why you're deal. our favorite teacher. Well, thank you. Wow. I, well, I don't do it for that. I don't do it for that, of course. Oh, and that's also why. Mm-hmm. Uh, so oh, thank cool. you. Jeez. Um, I am noticing a good deal of props here. Um, <laughs> and and I, I don't want to uh, produce any judgment or anything like that. But just remember that the space is not our own. You know, um, right after class today, the kinesthetics class is kinesthesiology. Hmm, I don't know. But one of them is using the room, so we just have to make sure that it's ready for them. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Great. Um, now who would like to go first? Or should I choose the first victims? <laughs> He's so funny. You're so funny. I don't try to be. Um I guess well, I'm I happy. Either one if right. you want to. Yeah. No, no, you go. No, okay. okay, great. 
Um, well, as you guys are about to see, um, my piece is called The Messiest Food Fight of All Time. <laughs> and <laughs> and um, I really gravitated towards this piece because I have a sort of freedom that I like to work work with the actors with where I don't give a note unless it's absolutely necessary. I sort of say, you guys do the scene as imagined, and then I will rein it in if we need to. So, um, Shauna, Brian, Dave, if you want to get out the hot dogs, mustards, ketchups, everything, um, we will go ahead on action if everybody's okay with that. Yes. Okay. Thank you, action. Okay. Thank you, uh, thank you, action. Okay, and I'm about to say it. Thank you, action. Um, okay, well then, uh, teacher, if we're ready, I will go ahead and call it. Um, against my better judgment, based on the name of the scene, uh, yes, I, I would like to see what you prepare. And action. I'm so sick of doing everything as expected. Me like, too. I'm just going to put condiments on this hot dog and eat it? Well, hang on now. I mean, your parents are both priests. Uh, don't you think they'll be a little judgmental if you just go out and do things against the word of God? Oh, my God. He got Kelsey Grammer. <laughs> Well, well, I don't really care if my parents are priests. I feel like that's the reason I'm so pent up. Absolutely, and you need to let it out. Oh, Here. well, if you say so, but I'm a little worried is all. Screw you, preacher. Uh, 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 oh, gosh. Uh. Oh, you got mashed oh, ketchup in my hair and mustard. Yeah, that's right. That's mashed potatoes. And don't forget the gravy. A full bowl. Oh, now I'm peeing myself. I'm so frightened from all of this. Oh, my God. He's method. <laughs> and cut. Uh. Thank you. Okay, everybody. Wow. Well, first of all... um. Brian, or uh, I think we all know it's Kelsey, but Brian, uh, thank you so much for gracing us with your presence. Um, Dave, Laura, is that right? I'm sorry, I didn't catch your names. Mm -hmm. um, Performance-wise, no notes. <gasps> um, Scene-wise, uh, I just want to make sure that we take a moment before I discuss the performances and the, and the directing. Um, let's just take a moment to clean it up and get out the mop and the towels and everything. Okay, where's the mop and the towels? Hmm, I did not bring any, obviously. Um, okay, well, uh, we'll have to figure that out. I, I'm curious about the piece. I said you could either find one from uh, American theater or write your own. Uh, which one is this? I found this in, like, some book in the library. <laughs> it was a book of plays or something. I don't know. It said scene. Okay, wow. Okay, great. Um, well, uh, well, here would be my uh, note uh, to you as the director. It would be, having seen that, did you feel like the actors were present or were more focused on the mess of the scene? I guess I felt like they were more focused on the mess of the scene. Yeah, it really seemed like there was a lot of making a visual mess. And of course, failure is not a it doesn't exist in this room, oh. but I would have liked to see a little more emotion between the lines, a little more subtext. Everything was very 
exactly what they said was what they did, you know? Wow. Yeah. Subtlety, subtext. Yes, exactly. Um, I really learned a lot today. Thank you so much, Teach. Of course. My pleasure. I'm glad you did. I guess we'll just have to roll into the next scene. Uh, I guess just use your shoe like you're doing there. Yeah, I'll use my backpack to clean it up and wipe it. Um, Brian, a.k.a. Mr. Grammar, if you brought a change of pants, feel free to leave the room and change. Or uh, uh, I'll be wearing these home. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Well, (laughs) I gotta say I'm confused. (laughs) Let's go on into the next scene. Uh, Who would like to go next? Um, I'll go next. Um, I'll go next. Uh, I have my actors here. Sandra, wow, thank you. I I gotta say, I was I couldn't sleep last night just anticipating what you were gonna bring. Oh my gosh, that's kind so of strange, kind. right? That's a weird thing to say to one <laughs> no, of the ladies in class. Really kind. Um, <laughs> I loved it. I don't think it's strange. Um, I loved it. Um, great. Uh, well, my piece um <clears throat> is called. Period, uh, like the mark, subtitle, blood, blood everywhere. Okay. Um, uh, so, uh, mm-hmm. Oh, I see Brian standing up again. <laughs> <laughs> so I, uh, I've, I have Brian, um, and, I, and I'll be acting in the scene with Brian. Well, if anyone can do it, it's you, of course, Sandra. A wow. little weird. <laughs> no, I loved it. <laughs> Um, so I will uh, be calling action. Right. Great. <clears throat> and um, action. Ow. Something hurts. Oh, my dearest, dearest daughter. <laughs> yes? Well, things end and things begin, don't they? That's true, Father. We lost very, very true. We lost your mother, but a fortnight ago, and now a new beginning for you. Yes, but oh, ow! What is this pain? That's your menstrual cramps. Right now, your body is um lying. <laughs> shedding. Right now, your body is shedding. Frazier forgot the words. <laughs> shedding. You're shedding your uterine lining. Okay, Kelsey, it's okay. It's okay. Frazier's talking to himself. <laughs> Are you okay, Kelsey? Stay in the scene! Oh, father! <laughs> father, it hurts. Uh, and it's... Oh, you're shedding your uterine lining and oh my gosh... You've shed too much. Look, there's blood, blood everywhere. (laughs) Oh, no. It's awful. It's everywhere. It's Uh, a mess. Can I call cut, actually? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, Kelsey? Sure, sure, of course. I mean, Brian? (laughs) I'm sorry. Uh, I I don't think I can handle the subject matter or the mess. Um... Oh no, watch your step, watch your step. Oh, oh, oh. 
And I, the good thing is, everybody, we can't tell whether that's ketchup or period blood. So let's just keep going with the scenes. <laughs> it was really, really. <laughs> Brian, are you okay? In the fucking scene. You called scene. <laughs> Okay, class, uh, we are over time, and it's pretty nasty in here. <laughs> We're over time after two. Yeah. <laughs> well, the teacher did a long 45-minute preamble we didn't hear. Oh, if it was a uh, film class, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, there Here's was my a- question about all my film festers. Why'd you quit working? <laughs> I tell you what, I shout out to a lot of these film professors I had. Some of them were really nice, really helpful, but I had a couple who, well, I don't need to talk about who they are, where they worked, but I had one guy who worked on Walker, Texas Ranger, and he was expecting us to listen to him. (laughs) (gasps) He he was like, but about like highfalutin stuff, you know what I mean? It's like, and it's fine. It's fine if you want to talk highfalutin, but you don't have to tie it back to the job you once had. Oh, wow. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because you, I will listen to you talk about Walker all day or yes. cinema techniques, but I don't – don't make me think what you were talking about is now stupid because of what <laughs> yeah. you related it to, you know? <gasps> and this guy wore a Hawaiian shirt every day. Anyway, he was Hell very nice. Yeah. He was very nice and pretty Hell cool, yeah. but it was it, – you know, as a college student, it was tough not to make fun constantly. Yes. it It's such a funny world specifically because I, I don't know how this works. I, I'm too stupid with a lot of other like um, tenured types of programs. Mm. And like film theory, I think, is one thing where it's like those are all people who study film theory. But then there's the people who wanted to work in the industry and ended up teaching, which is not necessarily a bad thing. If they have a handle on the fact that that's <laughs> right. happened in your life. But if they don't, you are like everyday uh, players in their game of please make me feel like mm-hmm. the king of this, the big fish in this small pond. That's exactly how it felt. It almost felt like we were his parents being like, yeah, mm. that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God. I feel like I'm learning. Yeah. Oh, that's so, that's tough. It was bizarre. It was just a bizarre experience. (laughs) There was a guy, and people loved him. I might have been missing something. I will call him out by name because he he was like the king of USC film, is what it felt Mm. like. This guy, Drew Casper. And people would applaud when he came into class. What? Yes. He taught like no. the, the film theory, the like the whatever 290 or whatever that everyone had to take. It's like the intro if you're going to be in the program. And he, it, it, I, that immediately that's how I'm going to check out on a class is like, yes. nobody deserves the applause. Well, and like, if that's happening for you, you got to nip that in the butt you, immediately. Yeah. Right. You got to be well, like, I no. also, there's no more pretentious group than film students because they've never actually done the art they just are people who have watched movies do you know what i mean (laughs) like think about that if you're a film student in college and you've never made a film you're not the same as the fucking painters (laughs) they're over there painting you're just watching movies and being a dick to everybody about what sucks do you know what i mean like (laughs) 
anyone else can do this. Like it's a, it's a, it's a weird kind of like quasi art to me where it's like, yeah, you kind of like the art, but you really just want to like hang out with actors and be like around famous people or something. Like it's a bizarre thing. The class should actually be like almost like an intro to, Hey, you're going to be less and less judgmental. The more you try to make things. Yes. Uh, well, first yes. you're going to be really judgmental because you're yes. going to judge. You're going to be so defensive, yes. but the more you make things and put them out, you're good. Everything else that gets made, you're going to go like, wow, that must've been a yes. lot of work and everybody yeah. uh, right. must've been trying really hard. <laughs> the class I wish they taught in my film school thing was how to talk to people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how to how to collaborate with others in a way that is nice. <laughs> like yeah. Oh, I, I I yeah, anyway, that's it. I'm such a uh, big fan of Paul Thomas Anderson. Like Magnolia is probably one of my favorite movies. Mm-hmm. And um I read an old interview with Fiona Apple where she's because they, they dated and it doesn't sound like a very good relationship, but she says in the interview, she was like, I quit cocaine after a night with Paul and Quentin Tarantino, where they <laughs> were just showing me movies all night. Mm. <laughs> oh. It was like my mm. bottom was like, mm. and I was like, oh, it bums. I guess, of course, he's like a huge film Mm-hmm. head but mm-hmm. what a like awful way to see somebody who you kind of relate to is like just totally. as a guy telling his girlfriend how good everything is while she's holding there. her yeah. hostage yeah. right yeah. with the subtext being look at how good my taste is sure. yes, totally. <laughs> yeah. Not look at this art from other people it's like yeah. did you know <laughs> <laughs> did you know fiona do you even do your own stuff oh you're a very accomplished musician very you did since you were 16. Okay. interesting Fiona. Fiona. Pouring a drink. Can you hear it? You are. What are you pouring? I'm just adding more of my guava LaCroix. Whoa, you both did LaCroix as mixers. Yeah, I I had some. Well, I think Ryan probably inspired me. I had some Aperol and LaCroix, and it's a hot day. And I was thinking about when we started these happy hours at the beginning of pandemic. And I was in my super like escapist Italiano phase. Mm. And I was oh, making yeah. a lot of drinks that reminded Spritzes. me of like Italy and Europe and stuff like that. And I haven't really had one of those for a long time. So, uh, well, it is the season. I mean, we're coming. It is the season. Yeah, we're coming back into that sunny season where you need sort of a nice, refreshing outdoor drink rather than like a hot cocoa drink. It's true. Um, it's, I feel like, this is the part where I get self-conscious. And so I just have to say it out loud uh, for myself mm-hmm. is it is a very hard time to be going into summer and spring in a weird, like kind of post COVID, but kind of not where people can't hang out, but pe- some people do and whatever. Mm-hmm. And also there's like this awful war going on and it's like, all I want to do is sit on a patio and have a drink with my friends. hundred yeah. percent. And it's like, I, I, I am giving myself that permission, but I, it, it also feels crazy to talk about for me sometimes. Well, I think that's what life is about is like enjoying the passage of time. And if that's how you do it, we should hold them sacred. You know what I mean? The whole reason I don't want this war to happen is this so so that people can sit on their porch and have a drink rather than like run in fear. (laughs) You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, so I, in a way it's like, well, this, what you're talking about is what we're all fighting for. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. The the peace and the, yeah, absolutely. Because you, you were just going to go over there and fight, is what I heard. 
I was uh, bone spurs. I have bone spurs. Oh, uh, new, new ones. Yes. I think mm-hmm. what happened is I've been wearing cowboy boots <laughs> all of a sudden, very tight ones. And, uh, now, what do you guys think? No offense to me. Can I pull off a slight cowboy look? What do we think? Of course. Yes. Wow. Of course. Hat for sure. That's what I'm thinking is the Boot hat for might, sure. The hat might enter my sure. my conversation. I am pretty concerned with judgment being judged by everyone. Because well, you know, well, you see cowboy hats, you think Poubel, you think like Jared Leto. Um, uh, you know, it's a little tough. Hey, you know, it's you're a cowboy. You, no one can talk to you. You're a cowboy baby. Uh <laughs> I think what well, you know what this is my suggestion mostly just cuz I think we should all go to the desert. You should try it out in the desert first yep. where you see mm-hmm. other people doing it and get yourself in a place where you're mm-hmm. like, "Yes, this does look good on me. This is normal. I am going to do this." We go party at, at Pappy and Harriet's for one night with you in a cowboy right. hat. You'll forget you ever didn't wear one. That's right. You're probably yeah. right. I'll probably I think you got a great build and a great head and a great yes. beard for it. That beard I plus think... a cowboy hat? Come on. Yeah. With this long wow. hair? Are you kidding? Mm-hmm. There's no chance. I thought chance. I was going to get made fun of. Thank you. Well, especially because I feel like when we were younger, we used to hang out in the city more. Now we're on the outskirts anyway. You pretty much live on a ranch. <laughs> you have a backyard. You're on the ranch. Put the hat on. Do you all have... A thing like that that's like your white whale of a look mm-hmm. that you, you just could you, you know you're going to get a little bit of snide comments about. I would love to throw on a different look every day. Mm. I would love. You would? Absolutely. One day I'd love to go out with bleached hair and an earring. Another day oh. I would love to go out as a cowboy. Another day I would love to go out as. I would love to wear a different persona every day. But I can't keep up with it all. So I just round every edge and just wear a black sweatshirt every day. (laughs) (laughs) But I would love to be like a surfer, like a surfer kind of thing. I would love to be a cowboy kind of thing. I'd love to be a business kind of thing. I like all those different visual personalities. Yeah. You know? I like, yeah. What about you? you're in a different mood every day. Yeah. I'm not the same guy. Everybody wants me to be, but, you know, I'm whoever. (laughs) What about you, Victoria? What looks are you pushing off that that could huh. be there? Um, you know what I would like to look uh, or what I would like to wear, but I really never have an occasion to. Mm. I would like to wear a tie. Mm. Uh, oh my gosh. I I like sort of a sort of a suit. Yeah, I like sort uh, kind of what you were saying. I would love to wear like a. Wealthy CEO clothes, yes. uh, but I have absolutely no reason to. Mm-hmm. But I would love to wear like some silk pants, a blouse, Beautiful. give me a little tie, a little jacket. I don't know. Absolutely. There's this scene in the movie Notting Hill where Julia Roberts is on a press, like on a press tour, and she's like in a hotel room and all these um, reporters are interviewing her, and she wears this like lilac suit. With a tie, and it looks so gorgeous. Mm. And it's my dream outfit. I love it. I feel like that's not that far away for you. You could do that. But for what? Uh, How you like to look? Yeah, Friday? Friday? For a Friday hour, go out for drinks. That's an expensive look, I think. That's true. That's true. But I I appreciate you saying that's not far. I'd love to. Mm -hmm. 
You kind of dressed up for Halloween in sort of a business yes, I outfit, did. and I really enjoyed that. I thought that was a good style. Thank did you, you also so have much. glasses on too? Yeah, I was I was dressed as Diane Keaton, uh, and mm-hmm. she does do the blazers and ties, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that too. Thank you so much for remembering. <laughs> of course, of course. I remember every Halloween costume. Wow. No, ninety seven. Um, yeah, it's funny those looks. Because I mean, are you more worried in your? At least for I'm asking myself this: Am I more worried about judgment from my friends or a perception of strangers? That's what I'm mm. curious about. Oh, because I I do feel like if it's strangers, it's because it's that that's a projection. That's my own mm-hmm. opinions that I'm putting uh-huh. on other people, but. You know, we we've got a we've got some sassy friends that'll call you out on a look. Yeah. Uh and so I think that's part of it too, is like it rarely happens. I don't really see it happening that often to me, but I wonder who I'm more scared of. That's a good mm. question. That is a good question. I'm maybe most scared of the in-between people who are not fully strangers, but like have some type of context for me, but they're also not my friends. Right. Mm-hmm. And they're like uh, oh, Victoria, you're a style lady. Yeah, you know what? I, this is, I feel. I feel like the. I feel like what none of us want is for anyone to feel like we're trying mm-hmm. and exactly failing right. at mm-hmm. something. Mm-hmm. I don't like when people think that they can define me or or uh, know what I'm bringing to the table before I offer it. So I feel like right. I'm like. I try to look as average as possible so that I can like surprise people with who I am or what I'm capable of, you know, whatever it is, whatever it is, rather than like wearing it on my sleeve. I would much rather have people like have to get to know me or not know me at all. Does that make sense? I don't like when, when, when people could judge me from a picture, if that makes sense. Mm. So having a big cowboy hat for me is that is being like, Oh, well, people are going to think this and then, the, and then they're going to make a decision and that whatever. Like I won't be able to control my own little narrative. I, I yeah. guess it's maybe what it is. Yes. Yeah. You want to like get out ahead of it. I, I, yeah. I, I think in that same note as like being regular, I, I guess I might be saying the same thing as you, but I always want to know what people are thinking of me. And the more I give them an opportunity to think of something of me, the more I can feel like they're thinking something negative. Yes. Yeah. But if it's yes. like, no one's judging me in a t-shirt and shorts. Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, it's the and same problem I've, with most of my stuff. It's like, rather than going for what you want, I just eliminate all the possible bad things. Oh, <laughs> it's yeah. like, well, no, that's not a fun life. <laughs> well, we're not living fun lives. I mean, that's what, what it can is. We say? There it is. I guess we all need to get a cowboy hat immediately. <laughs> um, well, I'm so happy to have the contestants down to the last two suitors. Um, and I guess I'll just get into the next round of questions. Um, bachelor number one. Um, let's say we're going out on our fourth date. What would you wear? Well, first of all, Howdy, partner. I guess if it is was... Is this dating, the same batch number one from the earlier round? Sure is. Oh, lady. okay. This is an interesting new way to be. Okay. Hi. Hello. Well, I guess if it's date number four, you know me pretty well. So you've seen me. You've heard me. You've smelled me. 
I'm going out in my assless chaps, <gasps> jeans underneath, of course, <laughs> and my biggest cowboy hat with my biggest spurs and my tightest boots. Okay. Wow, this is interesting. Uh, part of the reason I picked match number one, just to talk it out, is in the last round, he said he would love to take me surfing. And then for dinner, we would get fish tacos. And this is just kind of a different vibe. Uh, uh, but I'm very curious to see where we're going with that, just to talk my thoughts out loud, Bachelor number one. Absolutely, brah. Yes, there he is. <laughs> well, Bachelor number two. Uh, <laughs> bachelor number two, that was you? What? Oh, Okay. Well, um, after we've enjoyed our first date, which you said was a trip to your homeland of Australia, uh, which I thought was a little big, but very romantic. I am wondering, we could only watch one movie on the plane ride home. What movie would it be? Uh, uh, For the plane ride home, um, there's no other movie more perfect than... uh, Richard Linklater's Before Sunset, which takes place on Paris. Yeah. (laughs) With the magnifique Julie Delpy and Ethan Hawke. A lovely romantic movie. What a story. We we drink the champagne. We get the cheese plate. (laughs) Fromage. Right, yes. Good. Yes. Yeah, wow. Okay, so... um, Two vastly different people to pick from here. <laughs> um, uh, bachelor number one again. Um, my dad is a little bit of a sensitive guy. Um, and he would like to know that he can have a son-in-law who's as sensitive as him. What is the last thing that made you cry? Como se dice? My mother. Well, you said it. That's how you say it, I guess. <laughs> okay, my mother. My mother, yeah. she gave me a wonderful gift, and uh, it touched my heart so much I cried. Oh, wow. What what gift did she give you? It was a card. Wow. Well, I love a guy who has a good relationship with his mom. Como se dice amor? Love, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay, partner. Well, um, <laughs> gracias. Uh, I do like um, uh, men from south of the border, I guess, or north of the equator if you're from Spain. I'm not sure. Uh, okay, bachelor number two. Let's look yes. at the card uh, for my next question here. Um, bachelor number two. Uh, wow. I can be a bit of a wildcat in the sack. Um, uh, is there anything that's off limits for you? <laughs> oh, wow, what a lovely question. Um, <laughs> the short answer is no, okay. the long answer is. No. Wow. All right. Well, um, I will say I that the country the of Germany makes me uncomfortable generally. Is that where we were? Or were you still French? I'm sorry. No. <laughs> no, I was not French. Uh, you were 
French Canadian? Austrian. Oh, okay, sure. Um, all right. Well, so nothing makes you uncomfortable in the sack. I've I will say that's awesome for me. Well, I guess now it's time for the triple date. <laughs> <laughs> Now, I know the network was trying to save some money by not having a host, but I do feel like uh, <laughs> there's a lot of work on The Bachelorette to kind of do all this, but okay. Um, <laughs> so we find ourselves at the very lovely Americana with a lot of options from across the world in Glendale, Los Angeles. Um, and wow, I get to finally see my dates in person. And here comes the reveal of Bachelor number one. Hey, hey there. How you doing, little lady? I think I'm going to go over to Beard Papas myself and grab some cream puffs. I hate to break it to you immediately, but that's a that's a potato stand now. They do <laughs> potato related stuff. Well, shit. I really wanted a cream puff. <laughs> Okay, it looks like maybe you couldn't decide because we've got a little bit of surfer in the outfit. <laughs> Hang but ten, then, good buddy. I'm going over to get a beard papa. Okay, well, like I said, they don't have beard papa. I love the cowboy hat. It goes not very well with your trunks um, or your sombrero, honestly. <laughs> and let's see the reveal of batch number two. Hey, uh, what's going on <laughs> same outfit <laughs> <laughs> bathing suit sombrero cowboy hat <laughs> i was hoping to go over to a uh, beer papa's okay. <laughs> you guys gotta pick a personality <laughs> it feels like you just <laughs> who, who are you really you know it's too scary my name's if i pick Cliff. a person my, name? my name's clay <laughs> We both work at the factory downtown. We we can peaches. We can peaches, and it's scary to pick a personality and then to have you not like it. If I give you a bunch of options, maybe you find something you like, and I can go with that. Did you like any of those guys, or would you really like to be with a dirty old peach canner? You guys. Our hands are pruny. You guys. I absolutely want you to be yourselves. You salute us? <laughs> no, I. You'd salute us? <laughs> no, I misspoke. Stop it. I'm not going to salute. Why are you moving my wow. arm to my head? Wow. Give me a hug, contestant number two. We both just have been saluted you for being ourselves. Other. It's just that <laughs> old Cliff and Clay have always wanted to be saluted, and I couldn't believe this. I can't believe it's going to happen today at the Old Americana. I'm not. Look, I will salute you because it seems like this is really important to you. <laughs> oh, baby. Hey, I made y'all do a lot of work there. That was great. You no. did a lot of work. It was great. I mean, when I chose yeah. an accent. You know what I was going for was, um, but it wasn't coming out. I couldn't get it to come out. Is what's his name? The documentarian. Herzog. Werner, Werner Herzog, yeah. and I could not find my way in. Yeah, if you don't, as they if say. you don't have those like three words that get you there. I was just trying to think of his speech that he gave about Baby Yoda, <laughs> but uh, yeah. I couldn't. It is I very couldn't. beautiful. Is <laughs> yeah, when they first the revealed beautiful puppet. <laughs> I could I cried. have tried. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I could do it. Have you heard Paul Tompkins's? Uh, 
Herzog? No. He has this really one that good? is like incredible. It's him describing being in the Trader Joe's parking lot on Hyperion as Werner Herzog <laughs> and like oh the existential uh, uh, experience of it. I'll, I'll just send yes. it to you. Everyone go listen to it. It's very good. I will listen to it. We love it. Um, we love it. Well, Victoria, thank you so much for being back on the Man Dog Pod on the Happy Hour edition. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, thank you so much. We love so happy to be with you. Stella wants the episode to be over. She is clawing at my door right now and whining. Oh my god, Stella! Um, and uh, a quick toast to. Oh yeah, bless you. I'm really sorry. It's okay. It's okay, Ryan. I forgive you. you. Thank you. Uh, A quick toast to our missing host of the day, Talia Tabin. We miss you, Talia. We uh, we'll see you soon. And um, Victoria, what should people find you? What should people find you? Oh, well, they can go check out me and Talia's podcast, Friends Talk, Frasier and Feelings, uh, FTFAF on Patreon. Uh, that's it. That's where you find us. Fantastic. Love that's love it. Um, and then, of course, the old man dog stuff, patreon.com slash you're the man now dog for regular weekly two man episodes that only go up on the Patreon video of all the episodes, extended versions of the episodes and more. Um, and then what else? Special thanks to Annie Wu for our logo, Brian Holmes for uh, editing and production help. Hannah Rehack for social media and production help. And K- is that, and Tim Blaine for the theme song, of course. That's right. Aww. Um, we love you, Tim. We, we hope everybody we miss you both. We miss you both. We hope everybody had a lovely little drink and a nice little break from this crazy little thing called life with, with that, uh, on this big blue marble that we're spinning. That's right. On. Just an hour of happiness. Uh, special thanks to Kelsey Grammer for doing his own voice on this episode. <laughs> and uh, bye, yep. y'all. Bye. Bye.